This anointed teaching by Apostle Theo Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. And now I'm going to teach you my message and this to the mighty army. And I'll get this done real quick. And then we're going to pray and something's going to happen here. Something serious is going to happen. And demons are very worried. And the angels are doing dances right now, I can see it. You can open your Bible, Ezekiel chapter 37 and verse 1. Ezekiel 37 verse 1. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And indeed, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath, spirit, to enter into you, and you shall live. This passage of Scripture refers to the nation of Israel taking possession of her land, becoming a nation again in the last days. Israel is a type of the church. This passage also refers to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ in the last days. Right here in verse 5, you can see this refers to the born-again experience which takes place in the heart of the believer. Verse 6, I'll put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath, spirit into you and you shall live. I will put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. That's the born-again experience referred to here in verse 6. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together, born, bone to bone. This refers to the Holy Spirit bringing order and structure and strength to God's church. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, and there was no breath, spirit, in them. Also he said to me, prophesy to the breath, spirit, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, to the spirit, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, and, uh, and oh, breath, spirit, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and spirit came into them, and they lived, and stood up upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. God is raising up an exceedingly great army, powerful, unstoppable in these last days. This army will be wearing God's very own armor. This army will be carrying out God's very, carrying God's very own weapons. They'll be pulling down strongholds and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, casting down every imagination. Bringing every thought captive, 
into obedience of Christ. Do you know what that means? That means there's coming a time when every person will think in harmony with what Christ thinks exactly all the time. Bringing every thought captive into the obedience of Christ. That means every thought on earth will at some time or another submit and obey and be in harmony with the thoughts of Christ. And we have got weapons to do that, make that happen. And then what God is saying, we have unlimited potential. These are the ones that will be wrestling against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Ephesians 6.12 For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. This is the, this is the army that will crush beneath their feet the gates of hell found here in Ephesians 6.12. Matthew 16, 18. Jesus said, I'll build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. So this Jesus said, the church will expand, move forward, take dominion, and Satan's roadblocks will not stop the church. The gates of hell refer to roadblocks of Satan trying to stop the church to prevent us from fulfilling God's plan. The anointing makes all the difference, praise God. The authority of Christ and the anointing. Isaiah 10, 27, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. In other words, you could say God's presence will remove Satan's bondage. Raise your right hand and say this. It is the anointing that breaks the yoke. Now, the yoke could be sickness, it could be bad habits, fear, it could be demonic activity of any kind. Acts 2.1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them divided tongues of fire, one set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now this scripture doesn't say so. However, after this, the 120 came out of the upper room and spilled out into the streets in Jerusalem. And that's obvious because the crowd gathered to observe the church. And uh, this church was at this point in time totally overcome by the presence of God. Peter preaches to them, to the crowd watching, and 3,000 of them get saved right there and then. And it's obvious that 3,000 could not fit into the upper room, so they had to be down in the streets. Verse 5 says, And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because every man heard them speaking in his own language. Now, I'm not going to get into all this right now. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? 
And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Parthians and Medes and Elmanites and those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Pergia and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya and adjoining Cyrene, visit to Cy Cyrene and visitors from Rome about Jews and proselytes, Christians and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own language or tongue the wonderful works of God. How is that possible? Well, God opened their ears to hear all these people speaking in tongues, to understanding what they were saying as they were praising God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what could this mean? Others mocking said they are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with eleven, said, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all you who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words, for these are not drunk as you suppose, since it's only nine o'clock in the morning. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass the last day, says God, that I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. So this God is going to pour out his spirit on the whole world in the last days. This experience in Acts 2, which took place in the upper room on Mount Zion in the city of Jerusalem, is the beginning of the fulfillment of what was prophesied by Ezekiel to the Valley of Dry Bones. Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit coming down on the day of Pentecost, is the beginning of the fulfillment of what we read here in Ezekiel. And today, we're in the last days of that prophecy. The Holy Spirit brings structure and order and power to the dry bones. He is turning dead people into a living army of God. Wearing God's armor, using God's weapons, empowered by the breath of God, filled continually with God's joy. The quickest and most definite way to see God's anointing fall on a church or on any individual is through praising and worshiping God. The quickest way to see God's power fall is to worship God. Now there are many examples of scriptures of that. The Holy Spirit filling the atmosphere or going into action on behalf of those who worship Him. You know so many of them yourself, King Jehoshaphat, marching out to battle, worshiping God. And when they got the battlefield, the army that they were supposed to fight had killed themselves. Paul and Silas in the jailhouse, worshiping God. God shook the jail and set the prisoners free. The murderers, the criminals, all the people who were doing all the wrong things. All their, their chains fell off too. Because Paul and Silas worshiped God. You see, when God's power falls, anybody around there gets blessed. And things change. There are many accounts in the Bible of what worship has accomplished. Tonight, we're going to do something very important now. And I've finished with seven and a half minutes to spare. How's that? Praise God. I did it in 53 minutes. All right, now, we can let the Holy Spirit have His way here. Are you okay with that? Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. 
If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. 